Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we are diving deep into the timeless treasure that is The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. This 1956 publication urges us to perceive love as an art, something that requires dedication, practice, and a deep understanding to truly master. In this enlightened read, Fromm, a renowned psychologist and philosopher, articulates a variety of love forms and underscores the dangers that a capitalistic society poses to them. With wisdom transcending eras and cultures, this book is a necessary read for those attempting to decipher the true essence of love. A significant figure in humanistic psychology, democratic socialism, and religious existentialism, Fromm was a celebrated scholar and social critic who held prestigious positions at universities such as Columbia and Yale. Born in Germany to Orthodox Jewish parents, he fled Nazi persecution to make a new life in the United States. His remarkable life experiences deeply influenced his views on love, freedom, and humanity, making his insights uniquely profound. If you are a hopeless romantic seeking to understand the intricacies of love, someone eager to learn about the dynamics of giving and receiving affection, or a fan of classic, thought-provoking literature, The Art of Loving is a compelling journey you wouldn't want to miss. Join us as we explore Fromm's insightful theories in our concise yet comprehensive analysis of this timeless classic. The Art of Loving, The Classic Guide to Love Introduction Ready to unravel the secrets of love? Dive into this timeless exploration. When you think about love, what comes to mind? Is it the star-crossed romance of Romeo and Juliet, or perhaps the epic love story immortalized in the Titanic? The concept of love has been a source of fascination throughout the ages a captivating mystery that weaves its magic in the most unexpected ways. But what is love, really? Is it a mere biological response, a ripple of chemicals in the brain, or is it something far more profound, intangible, and ineffable? In our journey through Eric Fromm's seminal work on love, we'll delve deep into the intricacies of this profound emotion. We'll navigate the winding paths of love's manifold forms, some familiar, some less so. Along the way, we'll unravel the wisdom needed to nurture and enrich our capacity for love, a skill whose value is truly beyond measure. In the course of our exploration, you'll uncover the distinctions between maternal and paternal love, how contemporary society threatens our ability to love and why cultivating love is akin to mastering a musical instrument. Part 1. Perceiving love as an art that requires nurturing and growth. What do we mean when we say love? Is it an all-encompassing feeling that we crave, a serendipitous happening, or perhaps everything that we need in our existence? While it can embody all these elements, love carries a deeper significance that extends beyond mere passion and destiny. It bears striking resemblance to an art form, something that we need to patiently learn and cultivate. However, a majority of us overlook this aspect of love, believing there isn't much to be learned. Why is that? Probably because we often perceive complications in love as linked to its receipt, 
when relationships don't work out, the blame game begins, and we inevitably end up pointing fingers at ourselves for not being lovable enough. Additionally, our consumerist culture has turned love into a commodity, something that can be traded or exchanged. We start seeing love through a market lens. When two individuals fall in love, it is perceived as striking the best deal on the relationship market, given each person's perceived value. And then, there's the perennial confusion between the different stages of love, falling in love and being in love. The initial rush and spark often mistaken for love are typically just manifestations of sexual attraction. But when this initial euphoria fades, we mistakenly believe that love itself has fizzled out too. But these misconceptions need to be challenged and dispelled. A good starting point is a paradigm shift in how we view love, not as a given, but as a skill. Akin to painting or playing the piano, something that requires learning and practice. And just as with any other skill, understanding love begins with a grasp of its theory. So, let's delve deeper into the theoretical foundations of love and explore how we can translate this understanding into tangible action. Part 2. Understanding love as a gift, underlined by conditions or offered freely. Love is a pervasive emotion, often one of the first experiences that imprint our hearts. It forms the foundation of a relationship where two individuals can merge into a single entity while retaining their individuality and independence. But how does this happen? It all boils down to the mutual commitment to give love. Love thrives on giving, characterized by four crucial elements, care, responsibility, respect, and knowledge. These elements bring your love to life, imbuing it with a vitality that comes from giving. The embodiment of care is reflected in the love of a mother for her child, manifested in her constant worry for her baby's welfare. Responsibility is another essential aspect of love. It calls for remaining alert and responsive to the other's needs, be it the physical requirements of a newborn or the emotional needs of a partner. Respect forms the third pillar of love. It steers us towards accepting our loved ones as they are, resisting the urge to mould them into our desired image. Knowledge, the fourth and final facet of love, pertains not to empirical facts, but emotional intelligence. It entails discerning the subtle emotional cues of our loved ones, their anxieties, fears, or solitude. Being in tune with these signals is at the heart of the act of loving. With these insights, let's delve into the nature of love as manifested in a mother-child relationship. Maternal love is unconditionally given. A mother loves her child simply because the child is hers. Paternal love, however, is typically conditional. Unlike a mother's bond, which is forged from the moment of birth, the connection between a father and child often develops later in life. This delayed bonding means that fatherly love is often contingent on the child, living up to certain expectations. Conditional love is conferred based on the giver's perception of the receiver's worthiness. Unlike unconditional love, conditional love is precarious. It can be withdrawn as easily as it is given. Part 3. Delving into diverse expressions of love. Fraternity, passion, self-compassion, and divine love. Beyond the realm of maternal and paternal love, 
there exist numerous other manifestations of love. Love, as an emotion, is highly multifaceted and can take different forms, such as fraternal love, passionate love, self-love, and divine love. Let's take a closer look at these variations and understand how they compare with maternal love and each other. Fraternal love forms the bedrock on which other forms of love are built. It embodies the four critical elements, care, responsibility, respect, and knowledge, and applies them towards any other human being. Fraternal love engenders a sense of human camaraderie, which is central to many religious philosophies. As stated in the New Testament, love thy neighbor as thyself. However, unlike the unequal relationship of unconditional maternal love, where the mother bears the brunt of giving love and care, fraternal love is a universal sentiment shared among equals. Passionate love represents another vital form of love. While maternal love nurtures the child's journey towards independence and growth, passionate love brings together two independent entities. It seeks to unite two individuals, both physically and emotionally. However, passionate love, being exclusive and shared between two people, doesn't carry the universality of fraternal love. Self-love refers to the respect one has for their individuality and uniqueness. Much like maternal love, self-love is steeped in care. By looking after our physical health and emotional well-being, we express self-love. However, it's crucial to distinguish between selfishness and self-love. Selfishness is the result of self-love in a vacuum. When an individual's love is directed only towards themselves and not shared with others. Lastly, there's divine love, a form of love with religious undertones. It springs from the inherent human desire to find purpose and meaning, striving for a spiritual union with a higher omniscient entity. Part 4. Contemporary Capitalism. Transforming our loving bonds into business transactions. Earlier, we highlighted how consumerism distorts our understanding of love. Let's delve deeper into this notion and decipher how the capitalist ethos of the West infringes on our capacity to love and be loved. Modern capitalism is characterized by its radical division of labor. In large corporations, where employees perform highly specialized tasks, the workforce is often reduced to mere components of a massive machinery. Take the automobile industry, for instance, where specialization may confine a worker to performing a single function, like attaching car doors on the assembly line. When workers are confined to such narrow tasks, they seldom find meaning or satisfaction in their jobs. This not only alienates them from themselves, but also from their fellow humans. How can we expect such people, who feel akin to robotic entities, to express and receive love? It's hardly surprising, then, that we view relationships as a business venture with potential returns. Consequently, true love is often supplanted by illusions of love in Western society. Consider the paradigm of a happy marriage. These partnerships are often portrayed as seamless teams, alarmingly echoing the depiction of ideal corporate alliances. For example, she should praise his choice of shirts and culinary skills, while he should attentively listen to her work-related issues and forgive her for coming home late and stressed. This arrangement might make for a robust alliance, 
but it's devoid of the warmth, intimacy, and spontaneity of true love. Such misconceptions of love are rampant, impeding our ability to experience authentic relationships. It's high time we disentangle ourselves from this illusory pseudo-love and earnestly practice the art of loving. Part 5. The art of loving rests on three pillars, discipline, focus, and patience. If you were anticipating a straightforward, easy-to-follow formula for mastering love in this final section, I'm afraid I have to disappoint you. Love, like any art, isn't that simple. However, it does pivot on three foundational principles that can guide your journey as you explore the art of love or any other creative endeavor. The first is discipline. Integral to any art form, discipline is your steadfast ally in mastering the art of love. You can infuse discipline into your life by maintaining a regular waking time, setting aside a designated slot each week for growth-enhancing activities such as meditation, reading, or exercise. At the same time, try to moderate escapism, like binge-watching TV shows or losing yourself in a thriller novel to evade real life. The second guiding principle is concentration. Just like discipline, concentration is pivotal in acquiring any new skill. Unfortunately, it seems to be a scarce commodity in Western culture, where multitasking is valued and idle time is deemed wasteful. This preference for constant activity, however, bars us from the rewards of genuine concentration. Your first step towards cultivating or recultivating concentration should be to get comfortable with solitude. If you can't be alone with your thoughts and yourself, achieving concentration is virtually impossible. Try this simple exercise. Close your eyes and visualize a stark white screen. If you struggle to keep distracting thoughts and images at bay, you have your work cut out for you. The third and final cornerstone for mastering the art of love is patience. Much like concentration, patience is a rarity in today's fast-paced culture. We crave instant outcomes and the greatest yield with the least effort. To nurture patience, consciously slow down during your daily interactions. Final summary. The essential insight from this book. Love isn't merely an emotion we experience passively. It's also an active expression. To master the art of love, we must enrich our comprehension of love's multiple manifestations and remain vigilant of consumerism. Induced illusions of love that jeopardize our relationships. By approaching love with commitment and discipline, we can fortify our bonds with children, friends, partners, and even strangers. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.